Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. On kind of a, uh, it's a dreary, gloomy kind of uh, Saturday. Did want to mention too that WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And at least on the plus side, although the weather isn't the uh, the greatest, um, I mean temperature wise, it's 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 not that bad out. It's not, you know. And and the older I get, the more the cold weather. <laughs> I hate it, you know. Um, but it's not. I, you know, yeah, probably getting wimpy. But I'm getting old, so I can feel it. In, feel it in my bones. Something like that, anyway. But yeah, you know, the fishing conditions are uh, are doing all right. I just uh, got off the phone here a couple minutes before the show started with uh, uh, Jared up at, at Fat Cat in Trempolo, and uh, uh, you know, things are are doing well as far as uh, as far as fishing goes. Actually, I was, and well, I, I guess I'm probably not too surprised anyway. But uh, um, you know, there's the the further even the further north he goes. Uh, it was up like north of Fountain City or somewhere up there, but I can imagine up by the the Lock and Dam up there and Alma and those places. If you know, there's still guys out in boats there, you know. There's you know, I'm you know I'm sure the ice is building along the uh, the ramps and everything, but yeah, as long as there's open water, there's going to be guys out there with boats. Those are some uh, some diehard fishermen up there. Um, but yeah, hey, if you, you, know, you still got some open water, I mean, the weather's not too bad. I, I, you know, it wouldn't be bad to be out there this morning if you're all, you know, you're dressed for it and everything. That nothing wrong with that. But but there there is some ice. Uh, that is uh, that's the good news, and the ice is 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 getting uh, getting well developed here. Um, in a way, it's kind of a shame that we're getting some of the snow, but. As far as the you know making of the ice goes, because we're going to see you know temperatures that are going to be, uh, I guess after well really after this weekend anyway, um, it's going to drop down in, in you know below freezing temperatures and and that'll really help with uh, with making the ice. So and as far as the the water temperature goes, um, that you know <laughs> it's getting there, yeah. Uh, I would say, you know, low 30s pretty much across the board. Um, it says 32, but, yeah, maybe 32.1, that kind of thing. They're just uh, at Trempolo, La Crescent, and uh, Genoa. Um, 
So just a hair above freezing, but it's getting there. <laughs> there's, there is some freezing water out there and there's some solid ice. So, uh, and as far as, uh, you know, species to fish for, uh, a lot of good things, uh, biting right now. Uh, the Northern bite, uh, which had kind of slacked off a little bit uh, for the last few weeks anyway, has, has started to, uh, uh, get going again. Um, guys using shiners to, uh, to catch some nice northerns, uh, in a bunch of different places. Um, you know, the hot spots, uh, you know, got a, you, you've got a couple anyway. I would try, um, maybe around the Winona area, maybe some of the backwaters up there. If you're, uh, if you're up in that particular direction, um, kind of in between here and, and there, uh, the Three Lakes area, or even out uh, down by the marina, uh, down by Trempolo there. Um, there's uh, there's ice there below the dam that uh, is good, um, from from what I understand. And, and of course, you've always got the Three Lakes area as well. Uh, and then uh, down by Lake Onalaska, by the spillway, uh, there's uh, uh, some decent fishing uh, as well. So uh, you've got... You've got a couple different places to uh, to try if you're of a mind to head out here today. Uh, and certainly if you are going to be heading out, by all means, you know, be safe. <laughs> you know, drive carefully here. And it doesn't look like, uh, you know, fortunately, I, I know that was a concern yesterday anyway, that uh, maybe we're going to get some ice and, and stuff like that, but nothing here in the immediate, uh, the immediate area, which, knock on wood, I'll, I'll take a, you know, Several inches of snow over ice. That's just nasty stuff. Ice on, like, sidewalks, highways, that kind of thing. Ice on the water. Well, yeah, you get the idea. You know what I mean. So, but, yeah, the and, uh, you know, the flow is down. Uh, I think we're starting to finally get into that mode now of, of you know, things are going to quiet down and, and uh, as far as the uh, far as the river goes. Everything is, is pretty stable. It's sitting at about 6'2 this morning. Um and again, uh, fairly consistent across the board, you know, no big fluctuations in terms of, uh, in terms of the water. So that's, uh, that's a good thing. Uh, that'll help, uh, or one less thing to worry about in terms of, uh, trying to find the fish anyway. But, uh, uh like I was saying, the, uh, the Northern bite is, uh, is doing well. Uh, perch and crappie, uh, are also, you know, going gangbusters as well. Uh, they, uh, Jared was saying that, uh, you know, rosy reds for, uh, uh, the crappies and the perch. Um, and, and the other thing too, that, that makes me happy is a, a guy who kind of likes, uh, likes panfish anyway, is that the, uh, the bluegill bite is, uh, is doing very well. Uh, that's finally kind of getting into that winter mode as well. And, uh, the cool thing about it anyway, is that, uh, Guys are catching the the good sized bluegills. Uh, actually, said it, it, they seem like they're uh, the reports he's hearing anyway is that uh, they're bigger and thicker than uh, uh, even last year, which was was pretty good. So, uh, if you're looking for really some great food for uh, for the weekend, there, you know, it's the weather's not going to be that great. But I tell you what, uh, a meal of some fresh caught bluegill or perch, or crappie, um, that sounds pretty good, you know, I, I could, I could work with that, I could work with that, but, uh, and guys are catching them on, uh, waxies and spikes if, uh, 
you know, really kind of no surprise there. Just little smaller lures, and but so yeah, it's uh, it, it's good. Uh, we're into that uh, early season of ice here that um, I think a lot of folks have been waiting for for a while. And uh, again, just the main thing, uh, you know, I mentioned the roads, you know, ice on the roads and sidewalks and things like that. You know, but but yeah, just be safe if you're uh, you're headed out on the ice. You know, and it, it, it check in with, you know, the folks up at Fat Cat or one of the other bait shops and just kind of get the, the read of, you know, maybe the places to check out. You know, you got to get, you got to pick up the, you know, your minnows or waxies or whatever anyway. Um, but just, you know, check that, those ice conditions. I mean, right now, yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's some good ice out there, but eh, there's, I'm, I always, I guess I'm. I, I would much rather play it safe early in the season here. Later in the season, eh, I'm not too concerned. But um, you know, I think by next weekend here, we're going to have some. I mean, really nice, uh, consistent ice. Hopefully, that uh, um, gives a good base for the rest of the the rest of the season here. But it, and then it'll be kind of dependent on the snow here too. So, um, but yeah, just uh, just be safe. If you're uh, you're headed out, because it's uh, no fish is uh, no fish is worth it. Knock on wood, nobody. I uh, haven't really seen any reports of anybody falling in yet, so uh, that's that's always a good thing. Keep it safe, especially if you're gonna you know backwater areas, you know out of the current. Eh. Probably some, uh, that's, those are probably some pretty good places to check out. Main channel, those areas in there, yeah. Um, you definitely want to be uh, uh, doubly careful in those currented areas there. So, but uh, yeah, it does. Doesn't it sound, I mean, doesn't that sound good? Just uh, um, some perch fillets or crappie, uh, bluegill. Man, I can just kind of. That just that just sounds really good. Mm, I'm getting hungry, and I forgot to bring breakfast in with me this morning. So, <laughs> ah, wonder if they have bluegill fillets in the vending machine. No, probably not. <clears throat> probably not. But anyway, okay, I'm uh, gonna take a break. And actually, speaking of ice fishing here, um, gonna talk in a couple of minutes here with uh, uh, tackle Terry Tuma uh, about the. Uh, it's going on this weekend. And hopefully you'll uh, get a chance to to get up there and check it out. Uh, the uh, the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show, which is just phenomenal. I really, if I didn't have other work commitments uh, yesterday that uh, uh, kept me from doing it here, uh, man, I'd I'd have I'd have been up there for sure. And that that is just a I mean, it's just an incredible show. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, we were going to talk a little bit about uh, what we do. We kind of touch on it a little bit about the early season here, fishing, you know, pan fishing and walleye fishing and things like that. But we talk about uh, actually sound, which is probably a good thing to talk about as far as radio goes. But, you know, how sound uh, affects fishing. Uh, and we, we kind of talk about that. It's a, it's a pretty good interview. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, it's always, always good to chat with, uh, with Terry there when he's... Uh, when he's available and uh, I, you know, it's one of those guys that you could just chat with for hours and, and never touch on the same topic twice. So, 
But anyway, that is uh, that's coming up uh, in just a couple of moments. But first, uh, take a, a quick break here. Here from a couple of our sponsors, Fat Cat Bait up in Trempolo. They'll get you squared away for the weekend here, no doubt about it. And also uh, Tony Ryerson as well. So stick around. More of WKTY Outdoors coming up in just a few moments here on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Boom, 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 boom. Gonna shoot you right down. It's the time of year outdoorsmen begin to lose their patience. Deer and duck hunting is over and the boat is in storage. The ice angler knows what time it is. It's time to fire up the jiffy, find the tip-ups, and line the jig poles. It's time to hit the frozen pond. Before you do, stop at Fat Cat Bait and Fishing in Trempolo. Jim and his crew have locally made jigs, lures, and live bait to outfit any ice angler. Jim's local fishing knowledge along with healthy live bait keeps fishermen in the game year after year. Fat Cat Bait and Fishing opens 6 a.m. seven days a week. Mainstream Trempolo or at Fat Cat bait.com when you see a house in your neighborhood with a for sale sign in the yard, out of curiosity, you look it up. You want to see what they're asking, what they're going for. Your neighbor's house could be one price, the house a few streets down another. So where does your house fall in line? Let Tony Ryerson of Coldwell Banker River Valley show you with a compared market analysis. It's a snapshot of homes in your neighborhood and those similar to what you have. Find out now if it's the right time to sell. Make the smart investment. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting? Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Technology is your middle name. You crush it when explaining digital advertising in terms everyone can understand. Midwest Digital Marketing, a full-service certified Google Partner Agency, is adding to our full-time sales staff in La Crosse. We need you to have fun helping people with digital challenges so they can increase their bottom line. In turn, you make a respectable living with secure benefits. Learn about our witty group at MidwestFamilyMarketing.com, an equal opportunity employer. WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And taking a quick peek at the sports calendar here, very quickly here. Uh, coming up this afternoon, a little high school basketball, Logan versus Hortonville. Uh, that'll be at 1.30 this afternoon. And then uh, later on in the day, uh, we will have at uh, about 3.40 or so, not uh, too long after that uh, Logan game wraps up, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks are in action uh, out in New York taking on the Knicks. And, of course, uh, man, the Bucks uh, red hot this season. Fun to watch them, no doubt about it. And then, uh, of course, uh, tomorrow uh, we've got uh, Packer pregame coverage starting at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning as the uh, Packers get set to take on the Cardinals and kickoff scheduled for around 12 noon. Uh, for you Vikings fans on uh, our sister station, KQ98, uh, that coverage, they're playing the late afternoon game, so their coverage starts at 225 as the Vikings get set to take on the Patriots in, uh, I'm sure, what will be a uh, a very tough game for the Vikes. So, 
but yeah, plenty of basketball and football for you here this uh, this afternoon and tomorrow here uh, on WKTY. But right now we're we're talking ice fishing uh, here on the program this morning on WKTY Outdoors, and uh, again, it's uh, always a pleasure to uh, uh, chat with this gentleman, uh, tackle Terry Tuma, and uh, I mean he is just. He's sort of like the the Wikipedia of uh, of fishing. I mean, this, I, I don't think there there's uh, much of anything that this guy doesn't know about, you know. And and um, it, it's always a pleasure to talk with him. I always, I mean, I come away with just so much, you know. I, this is about a, a fifteen minute interview here, but uh, I always come away with so much uh, new information and new ideas and new ways of thinking about. Uh, fishing, uh, just just from chatting with him. So it was uh, it was a great opportunity to uh, uh, sit down and talk. And, and, and we talk and we do talk you know, some techniques and things like that. But we talk about things other than uh, uh, you know uh, you, you, you use this pole and this line and this bait and you know we touch on that a little bit there. Uh, but uh, um, uh, there's a lot of other factors in there, and and, and the big one that we kind of the conversation kind of evolved into is is talking about sound uh, and fishing pressure and things along those lines, things that you don't necessarily, uh, you know, think about uh, that are really very, very critical to uh, success out uh, out on the ice here, certainly in the early season. Uh, and uh, that's kind of what we, we talk a little bit about. So uh, let's uh, get into that interview with uh, Tackle Terry Tuma here on WKTY Outdoors. Terry, it's always a pleasure to get you on the phone here and uh, have a chance to spend a few minutes with you here. And uh, certainly we're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, upcoming St. Paul ice fishing show uh, that's going on this weekend up in St. Paul. Uh, you're doing a couple of presentations there. One you're doing a little later this morning here on on walleyes. Let's, uh, I, I guess maybe first, uh, before I get into... Uh, what you're talking a little bit about? How is the uh, what's the ice situation there in uh, your part of Minnesota? How uh, how have things been? Is it still kind of iffy at this point? It's very iffy, uh, Kevin. Yes, uh, I just spoke to someone just a little bit ago, and yes, it's uh, very few people are ice fishing in the southern part of the state. There's going to be you know specific locations where you can get on the ice, but we had sort of an unusual freeze up and then it warmed up with some rain, and now if it you know, stays persistently cold, we'll be in fine shape. We should have some very good ice. But, you know, here again, just use common sense when we go out there. Just pay attention to those ice conditions. Mm-hmm. Certainly at this at this part of the year here, at the, the tail end of November and first part of December, yeah, it's, it's, it can be really, uh, really kind of treacherous in, in, in places. And, you know, at least on the, the plus side anyway, uh, it, when we were talking earlier, there really isn't any uh, snow cover to kind of hide some of those uh, potential bad spots. That's exactly right. And if we can keep, you know, that heavier, wet snow off the ice, especially with the temperatures, you know, even if it's, you know, rising into the upper 30s or mid-30s, it really doesn't affect the ice conditions at all, uh, providing we get a lot of rain. But even if it does rain, we've seen that so many times, it refreezes, and if there's no snow cover, it still is making ice. So we shouldn't have a problem uh, getting on many bodies of water. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think this week is uh, has been a, a real good opportunity to, to get that process finally going here with uh, with some decent ice, and let's hope it it maybe kind of stays that way for a while here, and um, we can 
get a, get several inches of, of good ice out there for uh, for everybody to get on out there. And uh, now, the, the reason we're talking today is you're uh, doing some presentations up at the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show this weekend. Uh, and one of the things that, uh, that you'll be talking about uh, later this morning here, uh, as as, uh, uh, as we play this back on Saturday, uh, is uh, talking about uh, some early ice walleyes here. Talk a little bit about what uh, what you'll be what, we, what you'll be telling the uh, the people attending. Well, first of all, I do talk quite a little bit about equipment, not so much with the promotional part of it, uh, mm-hmm. Kevin, but more so with you know, for instance, matching rods. Uh, custom rods to the lures and to the species we're pursuing with the line poundage, and then also the new style of lures, the new lures that are out there, how to jig them, how much jigging, uh, when to use jigging spoons, when to use uh, shad or rapalas, uh, you know, like your jigging shad wrap mm-hmm. and so forth, or jigs themselves, bobber systems. Uh, I do cover a lot of that, a uh, poundage, a test line, and then somewhat with locations, but just uh, um, a comment is that in this presentation, I do mention a couple of times that we have to understand that every body of water is totally different than the next. You can go five miles from one lake to another lake or, or you know, backwaters, whatever it may be, and it became totally different. We have to accept that. We have to uh, just pursue with our electronics. And I'll be talking about electronics, by the way, too, uh, with how to read them, what uh, and uh, what does it portray to us? It's a mood indicator. Uh, also, uh, we can really adjust our jigging act. We can work, and I will be talking a lot about color also. So there's going to be a lot of information. These seminars are updated every single season. Oh, that's uh, that. Uh, that's great, and and, and certainly uh, the technology plays uh, a big role. Uh, how how important of a factor is it here in this early season in in tracking down those uh, in tracking down those fish it's very very important you know we always you know assume and there's so much you know com- comments out there information you know with uh, uh with different uh, media uh saying well these fish early ice shallow fish. That's not necessarily true. They can be deep at this time of the year. Uh, and the reason being, it's going to be food sources and then also fishing pressure uh, will push those uh, fish deep. I've seen it so many times. And if you know, if you can get to one location that may be a little bit sharp, but there has to be food there, Kevin. Mm-hmm. If there is no food, there is no fish. So we have to really monitor locations and, you know, are we going to pursue a day bite? Are we going to pursue a night bite? Which is better? Uh, these are all factors that we have to understand. And then, yes, uh, the weather plays a major role in fishing conditions in the wintertime. Yes, exactly. And, uh, you, you know, the, you mentioned the, the day bite and the night bite. Uh, touch on that a little bit. How different is that bite? Well, it's not really different. What what really affects it, one, I'm 100% sure that but we've seen it so many times, fishing pressure moves these fish. Mm-hmm. And also, it'll, besides moving them, it will shut them off during that daytime bite, and they'll pick up momentum at maybe midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning. And again, it's just, you know, fishing pressure. These fish, you know, have a different environment in the wintertime. You've got clear water, but it's darker because of the ice cover and the snow cover and sound 
uh, transmits very, very far. We're talking fishing pressure. It's just not people, you know, out there with snowmobiles or four-wheelers or whatever. It can be just somebody with an auger. It can be somebody scraping a chain. Uh, we all, I think, witness where someone has an ice skimmer and it's full of ice. We wrap it on the ice to break the ice loose. These are all major ingredients uh, in catching fish. And also, and you probably realize this, but I also do a, uh, a lot of reading and studying from fish biologists, also working with fish biologists, and now they're stating clear ice, sunny day, in 10 feet of water, the walleye can see your shadow. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's impressive. The other the other thing I, the other point I was going to touch on as well is that certainly here in the early season with the thinner amounts of ice, you know, just you know maybe four or five inches compared to later in the season when that ice gets much much thicker. Certainly, that sound is it, it, vibrations, uh, augers, four wheelers, whatever. That sound certainly is going to transmit uh, much much more here uh, than than later with that thicker ice. Oh, there's no question about it. And I've seen some actual, well, I'll just make a comment. Uh, this was uh, a few years ago where a commercial uh, netter, saner, where they were saning roughish carp and buffalo, mm-hmm. and they were using paper wraps. They still do, by the way, many of these uh, commercial uh, saners or netters, and they were in two and a half feet of water. They located a school of buffalo, and they had one of their employees walk over that school of buffalo, and they made a V from his footsteps, Kevin. Uh, so that tells us how, and I, we've done TV where we had a bite going for sunfish. The crew would come out there, and the fish would quit biting. We move again. They quit biting. Move again. They quit biting. And this, and this lake was not high. In fact, we were the only ones out there from shallow to deep water. But that's how much of a factor noise affects these fish. And we don't realize that. You know, we're sitting in a wheelhouse or in a house and we're, you know, uh, mm-hmm. playing a radio or whatever. These are all major ingredients in us being successful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and and uh, it's uh, it's not something that you, you know, you I, I think a lot of people consciously think about as well, is that, you know, just even the smallest little noises can, can distract those fish. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, we always think, well, it's, it's got to be a four-wheeler or an auger or a snowmobile. That is definitely not the case. Yes. And another factor, too, is if you have, you know, an angler that is, comes up and, and fishes very close to you. you got mm-hmm. And I've seen this many, many times where they fish right next to you. That shuts off the bite because they're drilling holes. they got all the commotion on the ice. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it for years how this can affect these fish. And also when you have a ton of anger, say in the shallower waters, and you know maybe they're picking up one or two fish, but it's really you know quite slow, not being very successful. And under this uh, situation, what I do or what I've done is move to deep water, much deeper water and all those fish are pushed into those areas mm-hmm. and and certainly that deeper water the impact of of the sound is not going to uh, uh, affect them maybe get quite as as much uh, the other the other question I have to kind of follow that up then so at this point of the season early on uh, what exactly would you recommend then you know uh, for as far as you know maybe drill a few holes in one spot? come back, you know, or go to another spot, drill a couple of holes, and, and, and just kind of, uh, you know, plan to move around a little bit just to kind of let those fish calm down and, and move back into that particular area where they've been marked before. 
Well, that's correct. And what we knew, do need to realize, you know, if you're going to say you're going to capitalize on an evening bite, which is going to start about 4.30 to about uh, 8 o'clock, and then it'll shut a quiet way down, you can have a good night bite depending on water clarity and depending on fishing pressure. But also, yes, what we have to understand as far as anglers, that the sun's rays are bent at a different angle and or a more of a bent angle, and therefore it's going to be darker underneath the ice a half hour earlier than above the ice. That means as far as walleye anglers, we need to be out there like at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, as you mentioned, let this noise settle down, and then you know get all set up and be prepared to start fishing right at that, um, I don't want to call it a magic hour, but at the time frame that you are anticipating a good biting walleyes. And, you know, there again, too, you know, if you don't have a good spot, uh, yes, you do want to move. But if you've got a couple spots, you're not sure. And, yes, go drill those holes, you know, uh, a little ways away. But we have to let that noise factor settle down. I, I've seen it so many times. Just to give you an example, we were out fishing uh, a sunfish on a local lake, and uh, we were uh, had a pretty good bite going in deeper water. About 8.30 in the morning, two guys came out with two power augers, gas augers, with a pickup. I'm sure that they, I didn't count it, but they must have drilled at least 30 holes apiece. And the worst part of that was they fished like a couple holes and then they left. Uh. You know, so they shut off all those fish in that whole area. And, you know, and I'll mention that at the seminar. Are we fishing for fish or are we fishing holes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're, I'm looking for fish. If I'm going to go out there and 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 be cold and and have to dress up and everything, I'm I'm looking for the fish. That's <laughs> oh, oh yeah, well exactly right. You know, and I, I so I don't know really why we go out there. And I'm not saying that we don't want to drill. You know, mm-hmm. holes. We have to look for these fish. Sure. And then if they move or they quit biting, we have to drill more holes. But we are under this. Uh, concept that we got to move, move, move all the time. And I know with sunfish and crabs, we pick out a good spot, Kevin, and we'll sit there, you know, maybe the, mm-hmm. uh, we've had a great bite at 6 o'clock in the morning, and it quieted down, and all of a sudden at 7, 7.30, here they come again. You can attract these fish, including walleyes, uh, into these areas, into these holes, and we can have some great success. But we have to move if there's no fish there, obviously. Right. But also, too, let's not move so much that it's costing us fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, moving for, I guess, maybe the sake of moving, yeah, that is uh, is not terribly practical, I guess, to uh, uh, success anyway. So, so Terry, let's... Uh, in, in, uh, let's just talk a little bit about. So, what are some of the other things here uh, that you're going to be doing up at the uh, the ice fish or the ice show up in St. Paul this weekend? Well, our uh, the seminar is at twelve o'clock uh, mm-hmm. today, Kevin. And I should mention too, uh, before I forget, the doors actually open at eight o'clock uh, this morning, and that's what they call a VIP event, where mm-hmm. you pay a couple extra dollars. Or I'm not sure exactly what the. Uh, entry fee or the ticket price is, but you pay a little bit more, and then you avoid all those heavy crowds, that heavy traffic. And I believe the show actually opened at 11, but last year they did open uh, much earlier, and it was amazing how many people. And what that does, and there's going to be some vendors, I can't say who or how many, but uh, some vendors will relate to that with special pricing. But the most important thing, you have a chance to visit with the vendors. It's not that push-and-shove atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And uh, along with that, too, Yes, I'm going to also, you know, talk about how much jigging. What kind of jigging spoon do we want to use? How to place minnows, or how about a minnow head? These are all factors that we'll cover in the presentation. That's uh, and, and that's that, that's uh, that's great to hear. And as always, it will be a uh, uh, I, I'm sure uh, com- totally informational for, uh, for 
a great learning opportunity for uh, for everybody that's uh, attending there. And, and I can certainly attest to the fact that uh, uh, St. Paul is is uh, is packed on some days, and I'm sure uh, it'll be no different this particular weekend as well. I'm sure uh, there'll be just uh, tons of people there. It's incredible how uh, how full that place gets, and it, it sounds like they've expanded a little bit this year as well, even more. Yes. They- Yes, they have, Kevin. Uh, they've added actually 30 more exhibitors, but we have to, and they moved, you know, uh, expanded the area, but to a certain point, they cannot expand anymore. Uh, there's going to be some, obviously, like any show, they don't come back, so there'll be, you know, a little bit of a turnover, but they have added, in fact, the show promoter told me that they have a waiting list of the exhibitors to come in. It is considered the largest ice fishing show in the country. And I should also mention, too, if anybody has any questions, I will be in the clam booth. We'll be doing some TV, but I will be in the clam booth both Friday and Saturday, uh, and that will be to answer questions that people would have to ask. Yeah, and uh, as as always, Terry, uh, uh, it's uh, it's great to chat with you here. I'll, I'll let you get going, and uh, certainly want to wish you the, the best of luck. And uh, uh, again, thank you so much for for taking the time out of your your busy schedule here to uh, uh, talk a little bit this morning. You know, and, and really, I was hoping to talk a little bit more about walleyes, and we got started to talk about sound and everything. And you know what? I guess just maybe to to, to round that particular point out, it doesn't matter whether it's it, it it's it what we were talking about this morning here covers all species of fish. It doesn't matter whether you know, walleyes, walleyes, panfish, yeah. what have you. It really does, yes. It really does relate to all species of fish. At the seminar, we will talk about uh, one hole that becomes an attractor and the other hole is a trigger. Uh, so we'll be talking about that at the uh, presentation also. So it'll be a lot of uh, uh, different areas, if you will, of you know, talking about patterns and, and so forth, getting prepared. Uh, and that's going to cover a lot. And, yes, Definitely what the walleyes do, we jig too much. Are we not jigging enough? How about the type of bait for you? How about using suckers? These are all factors that we're going to relate to at the seminar. Uh, well, and, and and I'm sure, you know, Terry, whenever I, I start chatting with you, it's one of those, I think we could probably talk pretty much all day and, and uh, still not get to everything I'd like to cover. So it's it's always a pleasure to, uh, to chat with you, and uh, thank you again for taking the time to uh, uh, talk to me this morning, and uh, we will uh, talk to you again soon. And, again, appreciate uh, appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. You have a wonderful day. And to all of our listeners, we'll see you at the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. Sounds good. And, yeah, Terry, uh, always, a, always a great time. To, and, 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 seriously, if you do get a chance to – uh, <clears throat> to get up there uh, it, or ever see one of, of Terry's presentations, by all means do so. I, I, I you know, a, a lot of times you go to some of these seminars and it's it's like, eh, you know, you get a few th- little bits. Of everything that he talks about is just really, you know, uh, informative, uh, brings up tons of points and, and lots of things that you don't necessarily think about when, uh, when it comes to... Uh, the fishing techniques and uh, the way it relates to you know uh, how you relate to the fish and and everything it's it's always fun I, I i i mean i think i think terry's been a guest on this show i don't know how many times and like i said he always learned always learned something new i uh, got to take a break and uh, come back in just a couple of moments uh, as wkty outdoors continues here this morning 
uh, on the program. Back in just a couple of moments on WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. It's 8.45. As a kid, you loved going to Grandma and Grandpa's house. It meant limitless exploring outside, running through the fields, playing in the barn, or a hike through the woods. They had the land. You roamed free. Get that freedom again. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Land for hunting, farming, or timber, whatever you're looking for, Tony can find it. Make the smart investment. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Your inner kid thanks you. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. The 2018 Milwaukee Bucks are on a roll, and WKTY has all the action. Join WKTY for Bucks basketball throughout the NBA season. Ted Davis and the Bucks Radio Network bring you the call home and away. Milwaukee Bucks basketball and WKTY is brought to you by Mr. Electric, Vernon Communications, Bagnevsky Heating and Air Conditioning, and Schaefer Woodworking. Follow the 2018 Milwaukee Bucks as they march towards the NBA playoffs on your station for Bucks basketball. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. If you'd like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. Jerry Kramer, my guest. You're a kid who was born in eastern Montana. You grew up in Sandpoint, Idaho, and now you're going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. How crazy is all of that? You know, I got a birthday card about 10 days ago from my sister, and there was a picture of a two-year-old pumpkin head standing on the porch in Jordan, Montana. Now, Jordan is... 352 people at that time. And I've got a custom-made pair of overalls on, custom-made by my mom. I got a custom-made shirt made by my mom. And I'm standing there with kind of a quizzical look on my face and a little bit of a smile. And I just looked at that and I go, wow, what a journey. I couldn't imagine that. I mean, dream it. It was such a huge leap. It's been a wonderful ride. This kid's mighty happy. Don't miss the Jim Rome Show weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And talking uh, fishing and ice fishing and Certainly the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show, something to uh, always check out. Great time. It is. I mean, and it's it's sort of like sports show overload. I mean, that place is jam-packed. And it sounds like even this year it's, it's even more jammed. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if, uh, if you want to know things about ice fishing, yeah, that's the, the place to be. So... Always a always a fun time to to head up there. Let's kind of shift gears a little bit and talk a little uh, a little bit about the uh, the the recently uh, completed uh, nine day gun deer season here in Wisconsin, and uh, it uh, was actually a pretty decent one. Uh, right now, it looks like uh, um, about two hundred and eleven thousand deer were harvested during the hunt, which is uh, up. Uh, let's see what is that. Do the math real quick. About fourteen thousand from uh, from last year, so um, about a hundred four thousand hunters were uh, 
out and about, and conditions weren't uh, weren't bad. I don't think uh, for uh, for hunting anyway, and and, and certainly the. Uh, says here, let's see, the nine-day hunt provided hunters with uh, 107,042 antlerless deer, an overall increase from uh, 2017, uh, and certainly there are some uh, uh, seasons still to uh, to come. Fortunately, on the, uh, on the plus side anyway, was that uh, this year, you know, thank goodness anyway, was uh, uh, one of the safest on record in Wisconsin, according to the, uh, the DNR-3. There were only three uh, minor firearm-related incidents uh, with that. So, uh, you know, thank goodness that, you know, that's the case because you certainly don't want to have any tragedies uh, out there. So that was uh, – and there were three non-fatal firearm incidents. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, in Wisconsin, seven of the past – Ten nine-day gun deer seasons finished without a firearm hunting fatality and three non-fatal firearm incidents in 2018 is the lowest history for the hunt, uh, according to uh, DNR Chief Conservation Warden Todd Schaller. So it went, uh, it went fairly well, except for uh, some idiot down in uh, Lafayette County. Um, I don't know if you saw this story or not earlier in the week, but it, it's kind of like, uh, you just kind of have to shake your head and go, what What kind of stupid are you? Um, and that's really the easiest way to put it, <laughs> and, and probably the safest for radio here too. Uh, but the DNR is investigating the death of, a, uh, of an albino deer uh, after someone found it shot and killed on the side of a road in Lafayette County. Yeah, they're protected. You can't shoot them. Um, and according to the story I'm reading anyway, it, it, uh, it's a crime. They're protected. Uh, a hunter could face a fine of about $303, which is, I think, criminally low. Hopefully that there's some other penalty. The, the, the uh, this is just a news story, so I'm, I'm, it doesn't give total depth in terms of what the penalty is, but. Um, I, I hope there's a little bit more than that. But, but yeah, it's like, and according to the, the story here, one in every 100,000 deer is an uh, albino deer. And they're pretty cool to see. Uh, I've got some, uh, some coworkers that have a cabin up north, and they're always sharing trail pics with, uh, uh, there's, there's one up there that, uh, that they always get trail cam pictures of and, yeah, it's kind of cool to see, and you got to be pretty stupid to shoot them. So, and unfortunately, they haven't caught the person yet. So, hopefully, they uh, they will, um, and throw the book at them. As a matter of fact, uh, one other note here: uh, shifting uh, deer gears over to Minnesota. Anyway, uh, that state's Department of Natural Resources is uh, taking additional steps to limit the spread of uh, CWD. Uh, in southeastern Minnesota. Um, 11 new cases of uh, wild deer infected with the disease were discovered this fall uh, in and around the CWD management zone in Fillmore County. Uh, in response, uh, the DNR is holding two special hunts in December, uh, provide shooting permits to landowners, 
conduct deer culling efforts in January, and there's also a uh, public meeting in Preston on December the 18th. Um, and according to uh, the DNR's Wildlife Research Manual or Manager, I should say, um, the discovery of those CWD cases indicate the disease is still persisting in the area, and the DNR. Uh, and that the DNR needs to act quickly to contain the disease while uh, in a relatively concentrated uh, geographic area. So, to date, there have been 28 detected cases of CWD uh, in that particular area around uh, Fillmore County there. So, um, that uh, meeting is going to be December the 18th at 7 o'clock at Fillmore Central School Auditorium, uh, in Preston. So if uh, you're listening in southeast Minnesota, you've got uh, got a meeting coming up to put on your calendar there for, uh, for December the 18th. So anyhow, i got to wrap things up for this, uh, for this Saturday. I certainly thank you very much for uh, listening to the program this morning. I uh, certainly hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, thank you to uh, Tackle Terry Tuma for uh, uh, all the great information that uh, he, he shared with us today. And certainly, uh, again, uh, you get a chance to head up to the uh, the St. Paul Ice Fishing Show. It's a great time and just uh, tons of fun. And probably buy a few things. Yeah, do a little Christmas shopping while you're up there. There you go. And again, if you do get a chance to, to head out this weekend, by all means, uh, whether it's uh, in the boat or on the ice, by all means, uh, make it a safe one as well. Once you're around for a long, long time. We'll see you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors. Thanks again also as well to Fat Cat Bait and Tony Ryerson for sponsoring the program this morning. We'll see you next Saturday. Western Wisconsin Sports League. WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM, 580 AM.